0: hello everyone and welcome back to the cope life podcast I'm so excited you're here thank you for joining me again whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay maybe you're listening to it to me wherever you listen to a podcast whether you can cons- wherever you consume this content I am Dr Charleston Gaines corporate emotional intelligence trainer and again I'm so excited to be here because every day that I'm here, and every day that you listen to me is every day that we move forward in constructing our lives and a culture of kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy. That's what a cope life is. A cope life is all about kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy. And today we're going to tackle a difficult subject, but one that I think is very necessary. When I talk about kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy, understand that we have to be able to show ourselves that same thing. We have to be able to bring the cope life theme, the cope life way of life to ourselves when we're struggling. We have to show ourselves kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy, even when we are struggling and dealing with guilt or shame or humiliation and other of wide-ranging emotions that we may be dealing with when we think about individuals, when we think about friends, family, and loved ones who we may have lost to suicide. That's right. Today's episode is about you understanding that when someone dies by suicide, it's not your fault. And I mean that in the most sincere and the most clear, concise way that I can. Someone decided to take their own life and it is not your fault. And the first thing that you need to be able to do in overcoming your emotions is to understand that. You see, we are all responsible for our own decisions. And maybe when it comes to your relationship with someone else, maybe you could have made different decisions. We've all been there. We can all look at all of our relationships, past and present, and say, in this situation, I should have done something differently. That's normal. It's normal for us to think that way. It's normal for us to maybe doubt some of our decisions, to maybe look at our past and have this desire to have done things differently. However, the same way that we are all responsible for our own decisions, so are the people who choose to take their own lives. And I'm not saying that as a knock on them. And of course, everyone who we have ever lost to suicide. We wish we didn't lose them. And I can tell you from my personal experience in the military, I've lost a lot of friends to suicide. And every time that I have this conversation and I think of the people that I have lost due to suicide, there's enough of them that I don't even remember all of their names. And when I look at them, I always think, what could I have done differently? What could I have done to maybe help? And the answer seems to always be that I could have done something. When you lose someone to suicide, you can always say, I could have done something more. And that's not a fact that you could have done something more. What that is, is a symptom of what you're experiencing. That is your way of trying to take some of the blame. So you always come up with what I could have done better, what I could have done differently. Maybe I could have saved that person's life. But in reality, again, it is not your fault when someone decides to take their own life. It's a decision that they made. And one big thing that a lot of us deal with when someone takes their own life due to suicide, we try to judge their life. We try to gauge what they were going through. We know, we all know that we cannot know everything that is going on in everybody else's life. Think of the people who are closest to you, the people you love the most and the people who love you the most. Have you ever experienced a really dark time, a low moment, and nobody knew about it? And what did you do? Did you hide it? Were you able to put on a fake face? Were you able to trick people and make them believe that everything was okay? They said, how are you doing? And you said, I'm fine. They said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And you said, I'm okay. You said, I'll get through this. And the truth is you did not want to open up to them and tell them everything that you were going through. And that is so much the case for people who decide to take their own lives. You ask them, how they're doing. You ask them what they were going through, and they didn't tell you because they didn't want you to know. They didn't want to burden you. Understand that when people die by suicide, they are experiencing extreme loneliness and disconnection and extreme burdensomeness. They feel like they are worthless. They have no value. They do not contribute positively to other people's lives. And that is an extreme level of hopelessness. They are extremely hopeless about ever regaining or repairing that relationship. And they are extremely hopeless about not being a burden. They're extremely hopeless about ever having worth in a specific situation. And so what happens is a lot of times when we reach out to them, They may feel disconnected and they may feel it's their own fault. The reason I'm extremely lonely is because I'm not a good friend. I was not a good husband or parent. So they put that on themselves. And we don't want them to endure that pain. We don't want them to have to go through this alone. However, it's not always our decision. And sometimes they don't want to tell us what they're going through. When we offer help, they don't want to accept our offer Because I feel like they're a burden already. And I'm telling you this because I want you to understand that when someone is suicidal, we do not fully understand all of their thoughts. We cannot completely peer into their hearts and minds and see everything that's going on. Therefore, we cannot be completely sure 100% of the time when someone is going to take their own lives. And so when you begin to grasp that, you understand that it's not your fault. It is not your fault when someone decides to take their own life. It's not your fault when someone dies by suicide. It is not your fault when someone decides that the pain is too much to bear and they can't take it anymore. And in some cases, let's be honest, maybe in some cases you could have done something differently, but at the same time, You didn't know that they were about to take their own life. You didn't know. There's so many people in my life where I hear about them taking their lives. And I've thought, what could I have done differently? When I was doing nothing, why didn't I reach out to them? When I was doing nothing, why didn't I say, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? What's going on? And I have some other really close friends that I I truly love and care about. That have spoken to me about tough times they've been through in the past how they were suicidal but they did not take their own lives and i think about that and if at some point in time they did decide to die by suicide there's nothing i would have done about it because i didn't know and so what you can do is you can decide to reach out to people more. You can decide to be more helpful. You can decide to live that cope life. You can decide to offer more kindness, optimism, positivity, and especially empathy to the people you love and care about. But don't blame yourselves for what happens in their lives. If you're not going to take credit for the great things that they've done, if you're not going to take credit for their wins, if you're not going to take credit for their happiness, because that doesn't make sense truthfully, then don't take the blame for their misery. Don't take the blame for them deciding to take their own lives. So that's the first thing I want you to understand. It's not your fault when another person decides to die by suicide. You love them as much as you could. You would have loved them more if you knew that it was needed, if you knew how to do that, if you knew when to do that in the right way but you did not know because it's their life. They were in control. And after they take their own life, instead of blaming ourselves, let's find a way to bring gratitude into what we did share. You see, what what I want you to understand is that if if you know someone who took their own life, If you know someone that decided to take their own life and you reached out to them and they said everything was fine. If you reached out to them and they said, I don't want to bother you. Those people did care about you. Those people did want you in their lives. And so then when you think about those people with gratitude, what you're able to do, should you choose to is you're able to look back at the memories that you shared. Don't poison your memories with guilt and shame. Don't poison your memories with hanging around, feeling like it's your fault, it's not. And so what happens is you allow that guilt and shame to overwhelm your memories, and then you poison your memories. Breathe deeply, turn off your stress response, close your eyes and fully envision your greatest memories. I've done that with many people and it helps me really to just deal with the loss, you know, and uh, you know, just for example, i um, one person that I know who took his life. He was my roommate when I was deployed to Iraq. That's how we knew each other. We met each other sleeping in the same room about six feet apart downrange and he was just real cool guy and we talked about sports he was from Chicago he liked the Chicago Bears and we would laugh and we would talk trash sometimes we worked out together we hung out we would go get something to eat together and so those are my memories and so when I remember him what I don't have to do is think about how I was in Europe and he was in Japan and he took his own life, and I hadn't spoken to him in a couple of years. I don't have to think about that. Of course, when I heard about his passing, I thought about that. I could have reached out. I could have said something, but I didn't. But that doesn't mean that I'm responsible for what happened. Everyone that you know who took their own life does not want you to live with the guilt and the shame. They don't want to continue to be a burden on you because they felt like they were a burden in the first place. So don't, don't put that on them. Have gratitude. Be thankful for the memories that you share. Think about the laughs that you had, the hugs that you shared. Think about the times where you were able to support each other through the tears, through the struggles, through the wins, when you celebrated. And what did the celebrations look like? Let's laugh about it. Did the celebrations come with hangovers? Did the celebrations come with injuries? Did the celebrations come with overeating, pizza and ice cream, going to the movies? What happened? What did you do with that person that made you laugh the most? When did you feel most connected? When did you feel the exchange of loving energy through hugs and smiles and laughter that physical touch. Think about that. Don't poison those memories with your guilt and your shame. Don't allow that negativity to poison those memories. You should be able to look back on those memories with all of your heart and mind and laugh out loud as you're reliving the moment. Don't interrupt that with your guilt and shame. Take off the guilt and shame because it's not your fault. It's not your fault. That someone that you know took their own life it's simply not you don't have control over that they're not robots they're not obedient to you you are not in control of their lives because obviously if you were you would have known that they were suicidal and you would have stopped it but you didn't not because you failed but because you didn't know and the reason you did not know is because they chose for you not to know because they are responsible for their decisions. And we wish, we truly wish they decided something else, but they didn't, and it's not your fault. So in knowing that, don't poison your memories. Don't poison those images in your head of the laughter. Um, and, and those are the things that really connect us the most with people, including your own children and your own parents. The laughter, the hugs, the eye contact, the I love views, the late night conversations, those experiences. You need to be able to fully feel and re-experience that love. And in doing so, you position yourself to honor those that you lost to suicide. The way that you honor them is by living your life on your terms, living life to the fullest. When they made the decision to take their own life, it wasn't for the purpose of bringing you down. Their hope is for you to lift yourself up. Their hope is for you to live life to the fullest. Live your best life. Laugh more. Love more. Love completely. Live a fulfilling life. Find your purpose and get it done. Understand that when you live your best life, you are honoring the people that love you. Including those people who are still alive because your life, your life is something that the people who love you want to see fulfilled. They want to see you in love with your life. They want to see you happy. And so the way that you honor the people that you lost is by living your values. What's really important to you? Who's important to you? Take off the mask. Quit being fake. Quit hiding. Be your real true self. Acknowledge your fears. Face the ones that you can. Acknowledge your obstacles. Overw- overcome the obstacles that you can. Continue to move forward. Continue to move forward. Continue to build a life that you desire and deserve. And part of you is going to say, part of you is going to think, I really miss this person. I wish that she was here. I wish that he made it this far with me. But then but then the part of you that chooses to honor that person says, I know you would have been proud of me. This is for you. And I take those thoughts with me as I progress through life, as I accomplish things. I look back and think about the people that I've lost. And I know they would have been proud of me. I have actually spent time and effort envisioning imagining what they would have said to me when i accomplished certain feats when i finished school when i became dr gaines when i retired from the air force when i started my podcast what would those people have said i like to tell myself they would have been proud of me and when i find flaws when i make a mistake i know which of those people would have laughed at me And I would have laughed with them. And that's how I honor their memories. Because I can be true about who I am. I can be honest about my relationship with them. And you can honor the people that you know and love who took their own life by choosing to live your life to the fullest. They didn't take their own life so that you can then be depressed, so that you can then blame yourself. And some people, I know there are some people, some of you listening or watching Truly believe that it is is 100% your fault that someone else took their own life. But I ask you this, I ask you this question. Is that person or was that person 100% completely under your control? Were they 100% completely under your spell, obedient to you? And if the answer is no, which it obviously is, then there's no way that the decision for them to take their own life is on you it was not your decision to make and if you had an if you feel that you had an opportunity to prevent that loss of life don't use it as a tool to judge yourself to hate yourself to bring yourself down don't use it as a tool to live small don't use it as a tool or a weapon against yourself Use that as motivation to live life to the fullest. Use that as motivation and discipline to say from now on, I'm not losing anyone else. From now on, I'm going to be more empathetic. I'm going to pay more attention. I am going to love more completely because it's not about staring down people's lives and and gathering every little bit of data that you can so you can be preventive. When we're talking about preventing suicide, it's in the quality of the relationships. So elevate your relationships with everyone that you know and love by loving more, loving more completely, loving yourself more, loving your life more completely so that you have more to share, so that you can bring that positivity, so you can bring that life, that love, that light, that spirit, that positive energy so that you can shine bright for whoever needs your light. Because we've all been through something. We've all felt extreme pain at one time or another. And for so many of us, when we needed somebody, nobody was there. But what happened? Even those people who were not there, we could think back and say, well, I know she loves me. I know he has my back. I know I'm important to them. And because of the quality and significance of my relationships, I choose to live and to fight on. And by doing that and helping others do the same, you honor the people that you have lost to suicide. So I'm telling you, the way that you live the Copa life, the way that you bring about kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy in dealing with the loss of someone you love due to suicide is by first acknowledging that it's not your fault. And if you truly believe it is, and i tell you that it's not, you're probably not going to snap your fingers right now and decide that I'm right and you're wrong. That's not how our brains work. But it's something that you can keep in mind as you move forward. And then what you can do as you move forward, every time that you have a painful thought about losing that person, rebut that thought, counter that thought by conjuring up a memory a loving, happy, bright, light, love-filled memory of that person. And it doesn't have to be something that you did. It could be something about them that you love. You love their smile, the sound of their laughter. You love the way that this person hugged their own mother. Whatever it is, you first acknowledge that it's not your fault. Then you choose to memorialize them with positivity, love, and light in your own mind and hearts without the poison of guilt and shame. And then you choose to move forward in your life honoring the people that you've lost to suicide. Because what they would really want more than anything is for you to not endure the pain that they did. They want you to be happy. They want you to be full of love and lights, And they want you to move forward And when you build positive relationships, when you build healthy, happy, loving relationships, that is how you proactively prevent suicide in the future. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. When it comes to the people that you love and care about, let them know. Hug them, Holla at them, call them, send them a DM, send them an email, reach out to them. You can even just look at their social media posts and just comment just comment. They post something kind of wild and you just comment. That reminds me of that time that we did this. And then it gives them a moment to intentionally reflect on something positive, a positive memory with you. And then you are incrementally elevating those relationships. And by doing that, you're moving yourself and the people you love and care about away from suicidality and towards of a fulfilling life. Of Love and light. You have the power to do that, but first do that in your own life. Elevate yourself. Don't poison yourself. Don't poison your memories with guilt and shame. Choose love. Choose kindness. Choose empathy. And most of all, just continue. Continue to love your life. Love who you are. Love your opportunities and bring gratitude. Bring thankfulness. Bring that positive energy. And with that, I just want to close with another thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, whether you're watching live, the replay, listening to my podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you again for joining me as we continue to build this Cope Life. I'm Dr. Charleston Gaines, your corporate emotional intelligence trainer. And let's continue to grow in kindness, optimism, positivity, and empathy. Thank you. I appreciate you.